Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, and thank you so much for joining me for Modern Living with Dr. Angela. I am your host, Dr. Angela Chester. Today, we are talking about individuals coping with emergencies, disasters, and even crises. The author is Michael Dubay. Now, I am really excited because I know that be that you live on the East Coast or on the West Coast, there's something that's always happening in our world around us. Sometimes they're natural disasters. Sometimes it's human error, but we need to learn how to be prepared for them nonetheless. From 1978 to around 1990, Mike worked as a fuel operator at the Pickering Nuclear Power Plant near Toronto, Ontario. Um, since then, he has worked uh, for the city in greater is it Sudbury Fire and Emergency Services as a firefighter. Um, he's been a training officer, a peer counselor in critical incident stress management and infection prevention officer for fire service. So we have someone who's definitely had uh, um, um, their hand in the, the goings on and has a way of training everyone else so that they can do their jobs as best as they can. So I think we're going to get some good advice today. Um, we have a music break brought to you by Lynn Taylor Donovan. Um, you can find out more about her at Lynn taylordonovan.com. That's L-Y-N-N-E, Taylor Donovan, D-O-N-O-V-A-N. So let's go on and get started. Good morning, Michael. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Good morning, uh, Dr. Angela. Thank you for having me here. Now, I am all about being self-reliant. I understand why people are preppers and and all of that. Um, But I want to ask, what made you decide to get into the area of making sure that people were okay, that they were prepared and they were able to deal with emergencies, disasters, and crises? Well, uh... (laughs) It's funny how I know that's uh, a loaded many, question, right? <laughs> well, if, you, if you've ever, you've, you've probably in your station as well. If you walk around and you see a fire pole station, uh, the mm-hmm. fire pole station, uh, one of the things underneath it says uh, "pole alarm, call nine one one." But then it's got that interesting statement on it that says "remain calm." Mm-hmm. And uh, in my experience, well, that doesn't happen. Uh, I've even seen uh, experienced emergency responders get pretty excited when uh, when an alarm comes in. So mm-hmm. I realized that uh, when I when I saw this kind of behavior many times over uh, uh, I guess almost 30 years, I realized that what it is is that uh, as much as we may have all the equipment and everything else for responding to emergencies, we don't seem to have the personal training for it. Because mm-hmm. our response, our response is always the same. It's chaotic. 
Now, one of the things or one of the words that we tend to hear when we're talking about a crisis or a disaster, we we hear the word risk and we hear the word hazard. Um, We know that we're supposed to be cautionary when we when we hear those words but i'm sure there's a big difference between the two or or is there between hazard and risk well um let's start with some uh, basic ideas about what hazard and risk are hazard is um uh if you uh for instance if you have a uh a host that's balanced on the edge of a cliff uh there's a hazard You've got a long fall on that first step. Uh, if you are near uh, chemical plants or if you work with chemicals, there those are hazards because those things can cause uh, bodily harm. Uh, if mm-hmm. you uh, if you uh, are operating an airliner, um, the hazard is, of course, sometimes the plane malfunctions and comes out of the sky. Uh, there's many mm-hmm. other things. Um, uh, mines, when you're in working in a mine, uh, which... Um, the area that I'm from, there was a lot of a lot of mining going on, and uh, they uh, they frequently had um, what's called rock bursts. So there was a hazard. So anything, any any physical um, quantity that can harm you, that's that's a hazard. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the risk is uh, comes is the risk is a measure of uh, uh, what's the probability that something bad is going to happen mm-hmm. from that hazard. So if uh, you live uh, right next door to a chemical plant, um, <laughs> your risk is a lot higher. <laughs> so if you, uh, if you uh, frequently use chemicals, your uh, risk of uh, personal harm is a lot higher. Um, mm-hmm. If you drive, I mean, uh, the hazards of driving, bad roads, lots of traffic, uh, right. unsettling mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, your risk of getting an accident, the more often you're on the road, the greater your risk of uh, getting into an accident or being injured. So that, that's right. that basic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love how you explained that. You made it very, very simple, and I think everyone else is, is kind of nodding their heads going, oh, yeah, that, that makes total and complete sense. Well, it is time for us to go to break, but don't worry. I have more great questions for Mike when I get back. The song that you are about to hear is by Lynn Taylor Donovan. You can find her online at lynntaylordonovan.com. The title of the song Dear Santa, we'll be back right after this. And that is Dear Santa by Lynn Taylor Donovan. And we are back to the discussion that we are having with Michael Dubay. And I'm really excited because it's about dealing with emergencies and disasters and crises. Why am I excited about this? Because I believe that we should always be as prepared for whatever life brings to us as we possibly can. Um, I have a very 
civic-minded family. So this is something that is kind of near and dear to me. Now, Michael, one of the things that I wanted to ask is is that um, many times people say that they can't prepare for, you know, the things that are going to happen in their world because they are on a, a budget or they're on limited income. Or matter of fact, they just don't have any money to spare after they take care of household, family, so on and so forth. Is there anything that an individual can do to prepare that has a limited income or perhaps is on a budget? Well, <clears throat> preparation um doesn't begin going to a store and buying supplies. Um, I know that FEMA and uh, up here, uh, the Canadian Red Cross and the Canadian uh, Emergency Management Agency and others, <coughs> excuse me, um, they recommend uh, having a uh, 72-hour kit. Well, um, mm-hmm. I think that I know for, uh, for a fact that you can have as much equipment, you can have a warehouse full of stuff, but if you don't have basic skills, uh, like uh, how to do an emergency plumbing repair, how to uh, change a battery in your car, uh, how to even uh, make a phone call and uh, or know who to contact in case of, uh, of a personal emergency or that kind of thing, if you don't have those mm-hmm. basic skills and they aren't part of your, uh, what's called muscle memory, you're mm-hmm. not going to be able to be very effective in an emergency. Um, mm-hmm. When let me see. I mean, this this is a very deep subject. This this is forming actually part of um, part of my uh, next work. Um, it all has to do with how do you make your decisions, and that mm-hmm. is how you make your decisions regularly, and then how do you make them under extreme stress, which is what an emergency is. Mhm. Mhm. And I'm sure that that is. Um, most people don't think about that, that they assume that because they can do it in their day-to-day, they forget about the added layer of of stress. Now, I, I want to ask you, um, we have about two minutes left in the show, and I want to ask you the question about simple ways or simple things that we can do to be um, prepared. You mentioned the, the having the 72-hour kit available for, um, for the average thing that could go on else that we need to know or that we need to understand that can get us started on being prepared for an emergency. Um, I go back again to the basic skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, know how to um, uh, know how to do uh, banking manually instead of on your phone. So if you have uh, to go yeah. into a so if you have to go into a bank and uh, and I encourage people to do this, uh, have about a hundred dollar slush fund or whatever you can afford. Have that slush right. fund available uh, with you, or have it you know sealed up at home in in something. Um, important papers. Mm-hmm. Important papers like your insurance policy and that kind of thing. Uh, I would put those in a uh, sealed, um, uh, waterproofed box, and I would mm-hmm. keep those uh, probably on the main floor of my house rather than in the basement. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, have your uh, list of contact numbers. Um, know where people are going to be if you have that you have to pick up or that you are depending on, say, to pick your children mm-hmm. up after work. 
know where they're going to be. You should be able to get a hold of them, if at not one number, then at an alternate. Uh, If you have uh, a constant need for uh, a steady supply of something, don't just, you know, talk to your supplier and ask them about their emergency preparations. Um, You should have three or four different suppliers that you can go to. And Mm -hmm. if if you're going to be dealing, if you're a business owner, and you're going to be dealing with, uh, if you have a service that, you know, is necessary for you to um, give to the public or whoever your your customers are, and uh, mm-hmm. that is your livelihood and that is something that they depend on, you should have a thing that we call a business continuity plan. And that's very, I mean, that alone could be right. the subject of, of an entire university course. And right. Well, right mm-hmm. well right Michael, bottom, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you so much for for sharing with us. And and I apologize, we are out of time. And I know that you could share so much more with us. We'll have to definitely have you back on the show. And I want to give everyone an opportunity to find out more about you. So if you could, what is a great way for people to follow you online or to to pick up your products or services or anything that you have to offer? Well, I am on uh, LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the best way of getting me is on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, I did have a website, but um, uh, <laughs> in violation of my best practices, uh, somebody hacked me and uh, shut it down. So, uh, um, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Got it. I learned lessons from it. All righty. Thank uh, you um, so much. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And listeners, thank you as well for tuning in to Modern Living with Dr. Imbler. As you know, it is time for us to take our very last break of the day. We'll be back. The song that you're about to hear is Lynn Taylor Donovan, Dear Santa. We'll be back. And that is Dear Santa by Lynn Taylor Donovan, L-Y-N-N-E, Taylor Donovan, D-O-N-O-V-A-N. Well, with the last few seconds of the show, you guys know that I love to give a shout-out to our international audience, and I just want to say thank you so much in order to the United States of America, the United Kingdom, the Philippines, Canada, and Australia. You guys rock. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, may the Lord shine his face upon you. Grace and mercy come your way. And here's to your great mental health. Until next time, everyone. Bye-bye.